This week's episode is made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. You're listening to Meanwhile in Memphis on WYXR Radio 91.7 FM. Meanwhile in Memphis is a program dedicated to conversations that celebrate the organizations, initiatives, and people that are shaping Memphis for the better. The Meanwhile in Memphis radio show and podcast are brought to you by New Memphis, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to develop, activate, and retain the city's most important resource, its people. Your hosts today are me, Rebecca Hamm, and my colleague, Anna Thompson. Before we dive into today's conversation, a friendly reminder that if you would like to give a TEDx Memphis talk, applications are due by February 29th, 2024. Head to TEDx memphis.com for more information about the TEDx Memphis conference and how you can become a speaker. Also coming up and the precursor for this event uh, is today's conversation. We are celebrating what's right uh, with an afternoon event centered around creative economics. This will be an exciting afternoon panel featuring signature arts and culture organizations in the community discussing their impact on economics and the way that all of that plays together. So we'll be doing a big, broad community deep dive at Celebrate What's Right on February 27th. But today, we're going to get a peek behind the curtains at how arts and culture impact our economy, how they interplay together, and some of the ways that our community partners are working to get more people connected to these arts and culture attractions. Joining us today is Nikesha Cole, Shelby County's first arts and culture liaison appointed by Shelby County Mayor Lee Harris in 2022, and Chandra Smith, Community Engagement Manager at MATA. We will be diving into the MATA arts and culture bus route map and more ways that arts and culture impact our economy as a whole. Good morning. Um, We are so happy to have you in the studio today. So let's get started and have you um, introduce yourselves a little bit. So Nikisha, we can start with you. Um, What is your role? Okay, Um, my name is Nikisha Cole, and I'm the liaison for arts and culture for Shelby County government. So what do you do in that role? So I am an advocate uh, for arts and culture within Shelby County government that works closely with community organizations, other governmental entities, and most importantly, our amazing arts and culture sector. So to expand on that just a little bit before we meet our, our next guest, how did your role come to be? Why do we need a, you know, a piece of government that's related to arts and culture? Well, arts and culture is one of our community's most amazing assets, one of our most exportable access, and one of those things that makes us very um, unique as who we are as Memphians. And um, up until my role was established in um, 2022, there had not been anyone in that capacity um, in Shelby County. And to that end, we were the only county and or metro area of our size that did not have anyone designated to arts and culture within government. And so wild. (laughs) The only one in Tennessee or the only one in the country? In the country compared to other, yes, compared to other cities, counties of our size, we were the only entity that didn't have anything um, in place specifically geared at arts and culture within government. Which is crazy too, just because of so much that the Mid-South provides in that sector alone. 
and it's the rich resources we have here. Right. And people assumed because such, because we have such a wonderful sector and it's so much a part of our identity that that was the case and that has not been the case up until and up until recently. So like very recently. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to stick a pin in that for just a second and we're going to meet our second <laughs> guest. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chandra Smith, and I am the Community Engagement Manager for MADAF, which is Memphis Area Transit Authority. So what does that role entail over at MADAF? Oh, it's a lot. Uh, (laughs) I am out in the community. Um, I sometimes am the bearer of bad news, but most of the times I like to think of myself as the bearer of good news and um, spreading cheer on behalf of the organization out in the community. So it's much more than getting people from point A to point B. It is much more than connecting people. (laughs) It's just one facet. Yes, yes. Well, We are here today to get to know a little bit about uh, each of your individual organizations and also how you work together. So, you know, thinking about arts and culture and transportation, how do those two things marry? How are they related to each other? Well, I mean, transit, and I guess Chandra can speak to this more so than me, connects all of us, you know, across our community, across our county. And um, for arts and culture organizations, we have several arts entities across a very large area, right? And a question that has come up with the sector is how do we connect residents to these amazing assets across the county? Um, How do we help residents be aware of the sector and the opportunities there are to engage with it as far as arts and culture programming, education, what have you? Um, and it just seemed to be a natural pro- transgression to or progression rather to connect with Matta, who is the leader in public transit in our community. Um, so I'm a, what does it mean for you, Chandra? Um, really just kind of piggybacking off of what Nikisha said is it's really connect connecting the dots, um, connecting people not only to places, but now it's connecting people to things or connecting them to um different um organizations or different uh entities that they might not have been aware of so when the opportunity came to partner together i was super excited because i am an arts girl um at heart when i grew up i was in drama i sang did a little dancing so all of this was like truly near and dear to me and i know that when I experienced those things at an early age, it kind of opened my eyes up to a whole new world um, outside of what I might have, you know, normally seen on a day-to-day basis. So for me, this was absolutely a no-brainer. And I am a person that likes to put titles with things and make them all uh, fun and um, have a nice ring to it. So that's kind of how... uh, Cocoa Cookies and Holiday Cheer was born, um, which is, you know, really the collaboration between the two organizations to really connect transit and the arts together. I'm excited to, <laughs> to keep learning. So before we fully dive into the, the arts and culture map, I'd love to understand how many people utilize MATA services Yeah, so we service about 3 million people within the Memphis and Shelby County area today. 3 million? Yes, 
It's a lot of rides. That's a, that's a lot of rides, and that's a lot of eyeballs to put arts and culture in front of. Yes, yes, for sure. I'm curious why this was one of the first visible projects of the arts and culture being like having a official position in Shelby County government. This feels like it was, I mean, it was 2022 when your position came about. It's still new 2024. So it's very recent. And this project obviously took time, boots on the ground, a lot of collaboration. And it was just unveiled, I think, in December. And so I am so curious why this was a natural first big, you know, big bang project for y'all. Okay, so that's a good question. So prior to my starting in the position, The project was born within the Shelby County Arts and Culture Nonprofit Committee. So the Arts and Culture, or not even, I'm going to back up, the Nonprofit Committee itself, the Shelby County Nonprofit Committee, was an initiative of Mayor Lee Harris, who wanted to make sure there were resources available to nonprofits that are working within government. So Arts and Culture Nonprofit Committee is one of three nonprofit committees, which include uh, children uh, and youth services, uh, health and human services, um, and then, of course, arts and culture. And each committee is tasked with identifying a challenge within their sector and then um, fi- figuring out some kind of concrete uh, project that will help with finding a solution and or um, uh, creating um, some sort of access for residents, okay? And so something that had been coming up even before I started in the role Amongst the committee, because these are nonprofit uh, arts and culture administrators, um, uh, artists themselves, some of them that lead organizations, was that they have all of these amazing programs and educational resources, but a lot of residents aren't connected to them. As you know, a lot of our residents are kind of pigeonholed into the the, the, the areas that they live in. It's a sprawling community yes, and a sprawling are, county, too. Yes, we are. We are. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're nodding, Shonda. You're like, yes. Yes, it is. It's a large county. Yes. And <laughs> the question came up even before I started, how do we connect our residents to these amazing things that we have? How do we connect residents to the theaters? How do we connect residents to dance companies or instructional opportunities or exposing them to these things that they're there that are in their community that they might not even know about um, just from their day-to-day you know living working within their communities or neighborhoods so the arts and culture map idea came about from the committee saying how do we connect riders and residents to tri- that are that are riding public transportation to these things and in the midst of those conversations was oh what if we created a resource for riders that showed all of the arts and culture assets within our county? Um, and from there, uh, the conversations had, who do we need to talk to? Who do we need to speak with? And um, immediately, as soon as we got Chandra, she was all in and said, oh, I'm going to get our, our leadership involved and we're going to make this happen. So it was like literally conversations had been had around it for a minute. Mm-hmm. How do we solve this? And then we immediately reached out to Matt and we were so grateful and appreciative that they jumped on board immediately to figure out how we were going to make this happen. Our hat is off to the arts and culture subcommittee though, because your role was also a suggestion that they had Absolutely. That, that there was an official concrete role within government. And so, wow, that committee did not come, you know, they came to play. <laughs> they, they were ready for some, for some tangible things to happen. So yay for them for all of their hard work and yay for you and Matt for coming through with this project. So, Chandra, what does the project mean for MATA? 
Um, I think, you know, again, it was a way to really just bring something fun and lighthearted uh, to our transit center, to our riders during the holiday season. Um, and so, you know, we were super excited. We decorated in the transit center. Of course, it was some of December. It was cold. <laughs> um, so we were able, you know, to provide the hot chocolate. That's kind of, again, playing off of that theme. And so with it being cold outside and then, you know, sometimes our riders are standing outside in the cold waiting for uh, their next bus or whatnot. So it was a, a nice way to, you know, just give them something warm while they were waiting for um, their next bus. And then they also got a little bit of entertainment while they waited. So um, really fortunate to be able to do this collaboration and, and really participate because I think it um, really warmed the hearts of our, our riders because, you know, everybody comes from different walks of life. You see different things. So this was just a really good opportunity to just give a, a feel good a feel good moment to have that good warm and, and fuzzy in your heart. I know I, you know, I was really happy. I was really pleased with every event that we had because you just saw a lot of smiling faces versus, you know, people being upset or frustrated. Um, oftentimes is what you see in the transit center. So it was really good to see people singing and laughing and enjoying the hot chocolate and cookies and just, you know, really conversing with each other. So it was it was great. It's really exciting that you were able to take what is just a probably typical transactional experience that, you know, you want to get from point A to point B. But you added some, you know, warmth and excitement to that. And and thinking about that, you know, what is it? What does success look like in building out more of those relationships and collaborations to not just in that moment, um, you know, be warming hearts and souls for our community? What does that mean? Right, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, and a, a big question. Um, to that end, Chandra, first of all, let's mention that this was not just a one off thing. This was something that took place over the course of the month of December, of December. November and December, November and December. The end of the De- November. And the partnership not didn't just extend between Shelby County and MATA. It was the partnership with maybe 12 organizations that were arts and culture organizations that offered to come and um, play music. We had the symphony, Iris Orchestra. Um, we had Stacks Music Academy. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, Young Actors Guild, mm-hmm. Memphis Youth Art Initiative, just so many wonderful organizations that were willing and excited to participate in this activity. And then to Chandra's end, um, just seeing the reaction of some of the riders who were in the transit center. One man was like, oh, my God, my daughter loves this song. I have to record this so I can show this to her. Listen to the voices of these young people Listen to the orchestra. Listen to this music. I play music. We had some writers that it, that were in there that had their own instrument engaging with some of the people that were actually performing. So you you don't understand how much the arts can impact people until you actually have them give them the ability to interact with it, right? And um, Matta provided a showcase for those organizations to provide this to to writers in, in Shelby County residents, but moreover let them see what is possible and what is available within their community. And that is how that arts map kind of ties into it as well. How were the, how was the map 
the locations on the map chosen because we have so many to pick from. I feel like you could yes. be, <laughs> I mean, so my word, many. like, I don't, I'm, and I'm not like super great at like the routing of everything too, but like the distance between each was all of that. I mean, I'm sure all of that was considered, <laughs> discussed, I would debated. To, I would have to give a shout out to Naeem, who is on our um, planning <laughs> Um, planning side of MATA. Um, I brought him in after we kind of made the decision like, yes, this is what we want to do because planning, I, I don't know anything about that. You were like, yeah, we're going to do the thing and we're going to have a big <laughs> You're party. You're the dreamer. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, and so we brought Naeem in and, you know, we kind of explained to him what it was that we wanted to do. Um, so we had, well, he asked for all of the organizations that wanted to be considered um, to be on the map to like submit their um, their coordinates, yep. longitude and latitude. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> to include them in our system map. So, of course, the organizations had to be along the routes. That's, it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's in the system map. Um, so that was a process. Like everyone <laughs> had to get all of that information in. Yeah. Then we sent it over to Naeem and then Naeem plotted it on the map. And then we're like, okay, this looks cool, but I don't really know what I'm looking at. How can we make this prettier? Right. Uh, so we had to, you know, bring in um, a consulting group that we typically work with for the system maps that our riders know you know, like they see on a regular basis. Um, we brought them in, gave them all the information. They were able to plot it. And um, Nikisha and her team came up with uh, content that they wanted to add on the map. So then we actually had our graphic designer, Shan, at Matta to kind of come in and create the kind of overall look of the front side of the map. So mm -hmm. she... Uh, designed like the cover page and then she added in, you know, their content and styled it. So once it got over to the consultant group that we used, they were really able to just drop everything in and make sure all the coordinates were where they were supposed to be. And then, of course, approval process, everybody had to, you know, go yes. through and make sure that everything was where it was supposed to be. And you probably had to ride the route a few times too, just to be like, here not necessarily, is this okay. Not necessarily riding the routes because once they provided those coordinates, um, he was able to plot it in okay. to make sure that it was uh, indeed along um, each of those those routes, the routes that we have. So, yeah, I think really the hardest part was really just trying to get the, the coordinating the organizations mm -hmm. to make sure that they got the information. So there's in. like a hundred on there, right? Oh, or there's more. It's more, more than, it's more than 100. a hundred. <laughs> It's, it was a lot. It, it was, was a, a lot. lot. Yeah, it's, it's several. It's more than a hundred. It was. It was one coordinating the people in our committee to make sure that they provided information. Then us going out to those organizations that may not necessarily be part of the arts and culture nonprofit committee at this time to get their additional information. Then Chandra and her team and our team met several times. Yes. Um, making sure we were going to get this this project off the ground. And mind you, we did it during all of this was happening. Like, we've been talking about it since the beginning of last year, correct? Kind of like February, March of last year. Mm -hmm. um, we pulled in their leadership. We pulled in our leadership. Um, and um, everything came together once we got that information in to make this happen. So it was super exciting um, to have this component. I think that... Um, uh, your leadership, uh, Ms. Bacara Malden, Ms. Mm -hmm. Bacara Malden, um, had 
shown enthusiasm for the project as well as an arts person who came from Savannah and they had a concept like that similar that she brought up and thought would be good for mm-hmm. Matta, cool. which I know that's innovative. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah. So, <laughs> just it just a, a lot of teamwork to make this project happen and we're just very thankful that Matta was really just like, okay, great. How do we make it happen? It wasn't, eh, I don't know. I'll get back to you. It was immediately, hey, what do we need to do to make it happen? That's an unparalleled <laughs> level of collaboration. Um, I'm, I am just blown away with how many players are in, involved in this project. What do you think contributed to the success that made this a successful collaboration? So I would say um, we did a lot of um, advertising, if you will, amongst our riders. Um, We posted some things on social media, but we really pushed it hard and heavy Um, in our transit centers. We had flyers up. We also had uh, flyers uh, in our bus monitors, on our bus monitors. So anytime that they got on the bus, got off the bus, or they went into a transit center, they would see that information. Um, I will say, you know, one really, really fun aspect of this, the very first uh, event that we had, we also brought in the Grizzlies um, to celebrate and kick off the the initiative with us as well. Um, so it was really cool seeing the Grizz pop up, kind of like a surprise and delight. Um, some some of the Grizz girls came, um, one of their announcers came, and um, they just really took the event to a whole nother level. So not only were people there, you know, enjoying the entertainment, getting hot chocolate. Now the grid shows up. They gave away um, tickets to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was really, really cool. Like, it was a lot going on. That <laughs> it, <day>. was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but it was really exciting. And so I think from there, um, people were, like, you know, really talking about it because I think the, the next two events, there were quite a few people um, in the transit centers. They were already ready to win prizes. Hey, they heard about the, it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Where's the spin wheel? I heard y'all giving away bus passes. Like, you know, it was just, where's the hot chocolate? I'm yeah. like, hold on. We let us finish getting set up. You know, we'll be ready in a few minutes. So it was great. It was, a you know, with us doing the extra work to really communicate with the riders to let them know about um, what was happening it was a great turnout and to that end too when you said video that's a great a great uh, in, um, segue into that so something else that uh, the matter team offered was the ability for us to show a video that would showcase arts and culture on the buses right so we it, it's a really great video it shows some different facts about the arts and culture sector here you see um I guess, a, a panorama of different um, groups, organizations, activities that are related to arts and culture in Shelby County that residents can actually see when they're riding the bus. So not only are you getting, you know, the they're getting the interaction in person within the, the transit centers, that video was launched during that time as well. So we had a lot of things going on, the performances, the grizz. The map, the, the the video, but it shows riders, hey, these are some of the places you can go on MATA um, to take place and participate in arts and culture. So that was that's super cool. A win-win, it yes. feels like, for sure. And, and so um, important. We historically, as a city, have done a really great job of promoting our arts and culture assets to folks outside of the city. Um, and I just can't stress 
the importance enough of promoting them to ourselves and to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a gap that we've had over the years. And that's exactly why your role is here. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's great to know that there are people that understand the importance of it, because unfortunately, sometimes you have people, I don't get it. But when you're creating and cultivating partnerships and people get it and right. they're willing to make it happen, right. that makes it very worthwhile. So how can the map be accessed? Is it a physical map or is it a digital yeah. map? Is it both? Is it both, posted somewhere? Both, yes. Okay. So we have some of the maps at our transit centers. Uh, they will be at the libraries. Ooh. I think they are also on both of our uh, websites. Right. Uh, so you'll be able, you're able to visit the website and take a look at the system map. Um, but it's it's a really nice piece of of literature. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it's a nice is. asset for the city. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. It's um, not only functional; it looks great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So yes. Rebecca mentioned about maybe the deficits we've had in years past about being able to showcase locally a lot of the resources that our city and our county have to offer. Um, how do you both envision locals and tourists using the arts and culture map? Wow. I think if you're a a local, I think you would use an arts and culture map to explore your city. Because I think oftentimes people and, you know, we all know how great Memphis is. We know how great Shelby County is. Uh, But oftentimes people that get caught up in your day to day routine of everything that you're doing, sometimes you fail to see some of those things or don't get an opportunity to see those things. So it is our hope that a resident would use that map to go to a show at Hattie Lou, right? Or go to the Dixon because they have a free, they have free admission there. You can just go to any exhibit, go see it for free. We want you to be able to utilize that map to gain appreciation for the community that you live in and also get some kind of fulfillment for yourself and your family um, through experiencing arts and culture in Shelby County. It gives you a different perspective of how you see yourself, how you see your community, so many things. Um, I would also say that, um, for people that aren't from here, you know, we have, we have a, a, a worldwide brand that is associated with, you know, Elvis barbecue, Bill Street blues, but also it would give a tourist a more nuanced view of all of the ma- multitude of things that have come to, to form, um, Memphis culture, right? Um, and Shelby County culture. So I would think that that would be a good resource for people that are coming here to see, hey, I know that these things are here. These are staples. These are things I've heard about. But what about these new things that I can explore? So I think that's very important. And it shows them how they can get there, too. Absolutely. So if they, you know, are trying to figure it out. Oh, it's OK on this map. I can take the 40 to get to uh, something at, you know, the Crosstown or, or what have you, if there are some different uh, things going on there. So um, it definitely gives them the opportunity to really be tourists and really explore um, the city and then take in, you know, a couple of shows, you know, while they're here, too. So And it's worth noting, too, um, that the map has those landmarks on it, too, right? So yes. you have the I Am A Man Plaza, you have the Historic Laborn Temple, you have just so many things that are historically relevant to our community that tourists and and locals can mm-hmm. go and see that they're not aware of. The Ida B. Wells Plaza, like her commitment to Memphis. Just so many different things that are culturally and historically pertinent to our 
community and our history that are also on that map that are very important. So you just mentioned that like it doesn't just include the arts. It very much includes culture, too. Yes, arts and culture map. Yes, Yes, absolutely. I'm curious, what falls under the umbrella of arts and culture from a county perspective? Oh, wow. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Everything falls under arts and culture. So like, yeah, so that would be art, performing arts organizations, visual arts organizations, um, historical museums and landmarks. Think about Stacks. Think about the Silver National Civil Rights Museum. Um, anything that is pertinent, uh, historical sites. I think Memphis, um, Her- Memphis Heritage is part of our committee. So just a lot of things that are pertinent to the history and culture to our, uh, our community, and at the same time, also are part of the performing arts. So when you think about arts and culture, you put those two things together. Wow, so it really is everything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, because especially um, we've had conversations before too, Nikisha, where it's like, okay, well, when you go out to see a show, it's not as isolated or siloed as just seeing a show. Correct. There's the whole experience around Correct. it. Can you share a little bit more about how that impacts the county's bottom Absolutely. line? Absolutely. So like you all, I don't know if you all have had any conversations with Arts Memphis recently, but the um, APE6 or AP, yeah, APE6, Arts Economic Prosperity 6, is a big uh, national uh, uh, study that is okay. done with, um, I can't think of the organization right now, my goodness. Why am I drawing a blank? Anyway, it's a national study that takes place uh, every five years, and it uh, takes place across the community, across the, the country. And Shelby County participates in the study. Arts Memphis leads the effort. Um, and um, this part of that work is to showcase how, like, going to one art exhibit, going to one show, it indirectly impacts or directly impacts economic impact in our community. So, like, let's say, hypothetically, there's a family that goes to the Orpheum um, for a show. Mm -hmm. You may go to dinner before that show. You may have to pay to park for that show. You may go buy clothing or things for that show. There may be other preparations you make for that show. Um, And that all indirectly goes back to the economy, right? Because we're we're, we're servicing the economy that way. Um, Another thing, we just had the International Dance uh, uh, Convention here. Um, Black Arts, Black Dance, International Black Dance Conference. I think that's right. Okay, here. (laughs) So you had organizations, these Black-led dance companies from all over the world, not just here, all over the world that were here, um, showcasing their companies, um, uh, having meetings with one another, learning, having peer learning, and that directly impacts our economy. That's tourism and conventions, right? And that those people are staying in hotels, they're eating at our restaurants, they're they're using using our public transportation to get from point A to point B while they're here. Um, there's just so many ways that our our economy is impacted by those particular types of things, right? Um, and as we continue to talk about the creative economy, it encompasses even more than that. Um, and that is the hope we will expand to those things. So you look at the culinary arts, you look at mm. um, architecture, you look at all of these things that indirectly impact arts and culture. Yes. So um, that that would be my summary of that. Good job. <laughs> right? Um, so you mentioned that Memphis uh, well, and Shelby County um, is one of the only areas of our size and scope um, in the country that didn't have somebody in mm-hmm. government for this type of position an arts and culture liaison. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it so important 
that governments have somebody kind of overseeing this, kind of making sure that everybody's marching in the same direction, that things are happening and overseeing this? Well, because I think that art is a viable part of society and it's one of the things that makes us whole, right? So you have to have somebody that's within government that can tout and, and continually beat the drum to say, yes, this is something that's absolutely absolutely necessary for us to be a community that is vibrant and provides, um, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Resources of, um, of, of being a, a community that can be um, all the way multi multi faceted. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. If you're trying to attract people to your community to live here, what do people look for? Arts and entertainment, arts and culture um, opportunities. Um, <laughs> to say a quote that one of our committee members, one of the people that was a leader of the nonprofit committee, said, "If you don't have arts and culture, you're just another another little podoc town on the side of the road." Like you have to have these resources to make your community compelling, to keep people there, to bring people here, and it all interconnects to your economy. To have a full, vibrant, you know, community. And Um, not just having those entities, people being able to access access them. Right. um, And thinking of arts and culture institutions as part of the infrastructure. I think that's a reframe that our community is going through right now, but it's so necessary. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Because unfortunately... In the past, what's happened is people have looked at arts and culture as things for the privileged, right? Things that only people in certain sectors or have certain socioeconomics can access. And I mean, that's not true. We want to make sure that arts and culture is accessible to all Everybody. people, regardless of where they live. Like Chandra said, and even for myself, I can say that for, for a young person growing up in Memphis that attended public schools, those those opportunities were things that were life changing for me. You know, it gave me a different perspective on how I did things. So why people need to have access to those things. It gives them more um, insight and and, and viability beyond just the day-to-day that we have just going to work and doing those things. And it also kind of, especially with younger people, it inspires them to maybe dream to do something different that they might not have, you know, seen prior to. So if you see somebody playing the drums and you're like, oh, okay, I could... I could do that or I could play the cello or I could sing, you know, so that's a job. I could do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it gives them something, you know, to aspire to. And then, you know, also like arts, music that also connects to like the mental wellness as well. Um, So the arts and the culture, it is really an important piece of our everyday lives because I know it's music for me, is everything. It helps with my moods. You know, if I'm feeling down or I'm sad, I'm going to listen to something that's going to make me feel better. Or if I'm excited or, you know, I'm getting ready to go out, music yeah, sets the tone. Up, yeah. Right. For my for my my day or it sets it for my life, just various, you know, things that I listen to. And so, you know, having access to different things like that. You know, really, again, like it just it opens you up. It just opens right. your eyes to a different culture or a different experience that you might not, you know, have known, you know, was available to you or even existed. So yeah. it's important. O- hope, inspiration, uh, innovation, all of those things grow out of the arts. Mm-hmm. Out of, oh, and to backtrack, the organization is Americans for the Arts and it's an arts and economic impact study. 
Um, Ooh, okay, so yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I don't know the numbers like roughly off of my head, but I know it's close to like $250 million indirectly in our community that's impacted by arts and culture nonprofit organizations and arts wow. and culture organizations economically. As far as uh, state taxes um, that, that go back to the state, to our community, I guess you would want to have a conversation with the team over at Arts Memphis who <laughs> does a lead on that study. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, for sure. But but they they uh, that shows how much the arts is important. And what's happening now, I'm kind of going off into the weeds a little You're bit, fine. is that we're trying to gather even more data around the economic impact of arts and culture um, as we you know, start trying to tell our story as we try to attract new businesses here again, as we try to attract new residents, as we try to, you know, retain our talent here. Because what happens oftentimes, people will say, oh, there's nothing to do in Memphis. What do they have there? I can go to another city that may have these things without realizing that these things are right there at their feet. So um, it's going to probably become a part of how we sell, how we package and sell our, our community to the rest of the world, it even used, more so. It used to feel like, People thought arts and culture was the icing on the cake, and it's the cake. I mean, yeah, like truly, like it is. it is. It's the the thing that can make or break and change a community. Just like you said, otherwise you're just another town on the highway, you <laughs> right? Know? Right. <laughs> and and you mentioned, you know, sometimes it just takes an introduction to those spaces. Could we talk a little bit about the Art for All Festival? Absolutely. And hopefully, people will ride Matter to get to the Arts for All Festival. That'll be that's marked on the on the map at the Brooks Museum. Oh, <laughs> nice plug! Nice yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, what is Art for All? So, Art for All is a concept that came out of the again the, the Shelby County Nonprofit Arts and Culture Committee to to really galvanize the the thought and the the message that art truly is for all people, regardless of where you live in Shelby County what your socioeconomics are, what your cultural background is, that truly art is for all. And part of that concept was the creation of this free event, a free festival that launched last June, June of 2023, um, that uplifts and showcases all of the wonderful arts and cultural organizations in Shelby County. So last year we had about 40 participating organizations with 13 performances. Wow. What we found is and this was at the Memphis um, Museum of Art and History, Mosh, Old School Me, You, Pink Palace. Yes. <laughs> it's always forever the Pink Palace to me. Yes. You know, I grew up in Memphis. Anyway. <laughs> um the we found from that event that had over a thousand people that attended our first one that people were very excited around the work and excited to see what we had in our community in the arts and culture space. So we um, have decided to continue that festival this year. This will be our second one. Uh, we moved the festival to May. It may, it won't, hopefully won't be as hot as it was last year. It was over 100 degrees at our festival last year. And you still had a great turnout. So. Still had the a great hottest event in town. Yeah. <laughs> oh, literally. But yeah. Oh, sh- I love it. But uh, the plan is to hopefully move it to different locations um, throughout the city. And we, we selected the Brooks Museum one because this will probably be their first or their last hurrah in Overton Overton Park being known as the Brooks Museum. It's going to be now known as the Memphis Art Museum when it moves downtown. Right, just like Mosh yes, and the Pink Palace. <laughs> correct. So um, we wanted to, um, one, I'm going to go on and say this too, as part of selecting these, these locations, we also want to have locations that are easily accessible by public transportation as well. So, the so we know. Poplar? Yes. <laughs> yes. So we know that, you know, if we co- we select these these locations, it's going to be easier for people to uh, to um, to to be able to get there via public transportation or what have you, cars, 
what have you. Um, but the event this year, we're hoping to have just as many organizations involved, more performances. I'm sure it will be very exciting. Um, and just, again, having a greater community come out to experience what Shelby County Arts and Culture is. And moreover, learn about the resources that are available around arts and culture in our community. Um, whether, like you said, a young person comes and sees um, a drumline perform and they go, oh, my God, I want to be able to do that. Um, or uh, people realizing that, hey, this, these museums, these resources, these, or, these cultural entities are in my community and I need to experience them. Um, that's the whole point of the, the festival. Um, we're excited about it. We've already got contributors that are coming in uh, that are wanting to participate. So you'll be hearing more about that. But it will be uh, Saturday, May 11th from 11 to 3 at the Memphis Brooks Museum of Art. Yay! How exciting. Um, I wanted to ask about projects that are on the horizon, both for Mata and for you, Nikisha, with the Shelby County Arts and Culture Liaison. Good question. So <laughs> what happens with the project uh, process with with the Arts and Culture Committee is that we really want the organizations that are engaged with the non Arts and Culture Nonprofit Committee to have a say in what they work on. We do not pick the project for them. We we will start conversations around that actually in the next couple weeks, Ooh, two to three weeks. Okay, and so we ask all the organizations to come to us. Um, with just um, we give them some basic questions and have them come to us with some of the things that they would like to see. Uh, happen or or some solutions or problems that they see that we want to work on uh, as a group. So within that process, we will weed it down to one or two things, and then we will start the action steps towards that work. So you'll start hearing about that work as we decide what that is. Yes, we'll keep us in the loop. We would love to share out those projects as um, they kind of come to be to let people know because, like I said, that committee doing the most. It feels right. like, yeah, that in a best, good way. <laughs> yes, right. In, yes, in the best ways <laughs> right. for our community. Right. right, and and I think I think we I think that that's a really good point with the nonprofit committee, and I think that Mayor Lee Harris knew that and identified and knew that the nonprofit community is the heart and the in the in the vibe of our whole community as far as making a lot of things happen. And we just wanted to be able to support them in that capacity. So this work allows those organizations to to make a difference and continue to make a difference in a larger form. What about for you, Chandra? Okay. So essentially, you know, I am looking to participate in as many community events um, that I can, you know, just letting people know about some of the services, uh, different programs that have come up, you know, that we offer the public. Um, I also, like I've told Nikisha before, like I want to do some type of continuation of um, Cocoa Cookies and Holiday Cheer, maybe not doing Cocoa and Cookies all the time, but I do want to continue bringing different uh, art organizations mm -hmm. to our transit centers, um, maybe, you know, once a month or once a quarter, but I do want to continue um, bringing art organizations to the transit center because I do think that that is definitely um, important. And then, of course, you know, the other part of my my duties um, is to continue communicating with the public in regards to um, any type of um, service, um, you know, implications or anything like that that may happen. Um, so that's a, a largely a part of what I do is just getting out and, um, telling our story about what is going on with with Mata. So, 
Um, you know, I really look forward to doing the community events and I'm working on a project with the library where we can do story time um, with MATA, which would allow me to read different transportation inspired books um, to kids just to kind of, you know, get them used to hearing about transit, you know, fun stories like don't let the pigeon drive the bus, things like that. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, <laughs> I love it. In hopes to, you know, introduce them to transit and then also just talk to their parents about transit as well, letting them know about the services that um, we have available to the community as well. So I hope to be booked and busy all 2024. So. I love it. Um, Nikisha, I had another question. Um, so the so 2022 was the first time that Shelby County government had a position mm-hmm. like yours. Mm-hmm. You. Um, what would you, and this past city mayoral election was the first time we had a full forum dedicated Absolutely. to arts. So yep. big snaps for that. Yes. That was a huge, Hats huge. off to the Memphis Cultural Coalition yes. who made that happen. That was huge. So do you have any... Um, Advice, words of wisdom, if the city is considering adding a, a partner in crime for you, oh, you know, to, well, to join in the arts and culture, you know, official capacity for city government. Oh, how wow. would that how would that be a nice collaboration for you? Oh, it'd be wonderful as a collaboration. I think that I would make sure that it is important to cultivate strong partnerships, not just in the arts and culture sector, but with community partners such as MATA, community partners such as the Memphis Public Library, because that is going to be the way that we push out um, the awareness around the work. Um, Also, I would encourage them to make sure that they are engaged with all of the different organizations in the work they do. So when you are promoting the county or, or the city or both, um, you're able to to adequately understand the impact of economics on those things. And it is also my hope that my counterpart, whoever that could be in that role, um, would also help us to weave that story into the economic um, um, landscape of what we're doing and how we sell our community to our, our residents and to those who will be potential residents. So those are two of the things that I, that stand out to me right off the top of my head. You know, and then also finding a way, let's see, to to fund these things in perpetuity, because a lot of communities that have done this successfully have figured out mechanisms within funding in government to make those things happen. Not sure, you know, how how that would look on that side. That's more nuanced than I know. But that's going to be important. Those organize those communities that have very strong arts and culture sectors um, that also have been very successful in attracting people up, right? Attracting people to their communities. I'm thinking of Austin. Keep Austin weird. Mm-hmm. They have leaned into that that live music culture there. Um, I'm thinking about um, Atlanta, whose mayor I think it was Maynard Jackson in 1974, who said, "Hey, arts and culture is a viable part of our community. We need to support it." Um, and you see where Atlanta is now. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like you have to make sure that you can weave that narrative and just growing and expanding and making your community vibrant and, and grow, right? Um, so that would be important. Can't That's be exciting. so short-sighted. Got to see the whole picture. Yeah, you got to look to the future. Wow, right. 1974. Wow. Yeah, 1974. Okay. We got, we're coming for you, Atlanta. Ago. We're coming. <laughs> we're, we're hot on your heels. <laughs> um, so we would love to hear from each of you um, how listeners could learn more about each of your organizations and or participate. 
and the services you offer. Oh, wow. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Um, so listeners can follow along with MATA and our journey um, by visiting our website at mattatransit.com. Uh, they can follow us on Facebook at MATA Transit, uh, Instagram at Ride MATA, um, LinkedIn at MATA Transit, and on Twitter at Ride MATA as well. So I am, you know, definitely open to participating, collaborating um, with other organizations as well. So um, if, you know, the listeners out there have something that they would like to uh, propose or bring MATA on to, they can definitely um, email me at <laughs> csmith at mattatransit.com. So I love it. I look forward to creating um, additional partnerships out in the community. That's a great segue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so part of the Art for All initiative also was the creation of the 901artforall.com website. Um, We worked very closely with uh, Memphis Brand as a partner to create this website. Uh, This website has a link to the arts map from MATA. It has some special blog features on some of the different things that are taking place within the arts and culture community, 901artforall.com. And we are in the process of launching a a couple of things that will provide educators resources for for teachers, um, arts education resources, and also free programs. So when you're writing MATA, you can check out 901rforall.com and see which of these organizations have free uh, programs and or admission or what have you when you're venturing around Shelby County. Um, so just stay on the lookout for more information there. And I am going to plug again Art for All Festival, uh, the Art for All Festival, which will be taking place Saturday, May 11th. Um, if you're interested in contributing or participating as an art organization, art organization, arts and culture organization specifically, um, you can reach out to me directly at Nikesha, N-Y-K-E-S-H-A dot Cole, C-O-L-E at ShelbyCountyTN.gov. Thank you so much. This has been a delight and I'm so excited to learn more about all of the arts and culture things and ride the transit to see the full. I wonder how long it would take me to do the full experience. Do you know off the top of your head? Well, right now it's going to take you a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> because there's just it's so many organizations. organizations. That too, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to head into the year with this spirit of collaboration. You all are doing not only incredible, impactful work as your individual organizations and entities, but I just continue to have said it a dozen times in this conversation. I'm just so impressed with the ways that you are working together with so many pieces of our community and setting us all in a great direction. So thank you for what you do. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Independent Bank is celebrating 25 years of sharing your stories, building your dreams and serving you heroically. Find out how iBank can help you achieve your financial dreams at i-bankonline.com. Member FDIC.